0: Hello there, everyone! Welcome to Digital no Man Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And in today's episode, we have the uh, privilege of interviewing Anton. Anton is actually um, based in um, the U.S. right now, in the Massachusetts area. But he's actually traveled around the world, lived in several different countries and continents. And one of Anton's specialties is staying fit and healthy. And uh, you know, obviously, we all need to do that more, especially as travelers. Um, you know, we can neglect our sleep, we can neglect our food, we can neglect our working out, especially when the road, when we're busy and going from site to site, uh, city to city. So I'm super excited about interviewing Anton about um, his travels and especially about the topic about staying fit and healthy. So Anton, uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share more about yourself for the people listening and watching.
1: Hi, Rick. I'd love to... Um, I- I'm an Aspen native. I was born and raised in Aspen, Colorado. And when I was 18, I left for New York City and I've lived in 12 cities since then. My current city, Boston, is my 12th home. And I worked as a set designer and artist kind of on the high end um, internationally. And that was a big part of what made me travel and what offered opportunities for me to get out and see the world. I'm a father of two beautiful teenagers I'm a gay man, I'm 62 years old, our family lives very openly and we have a, a wonderful life as we, as we move through all the adventures of life.
0: Amazing, uh, you know, uh, the fact that you're so fit and healthy at 62 is remarkable uh, and definitely you know I wish when I'm turning 60 plus that I'm going to be as fit and healthy as you Anton. definitely <laughs> uh, for a lot of people around the world. Uh, so, I'm curious about your travels, firstly. You, you mentioned that you've actually lived in 12, 12 different cities. I actually can't even do it on my hands because there are too many members. Uh, so 12 cities. Um, so, tell us a little bit about your journeys. I mean, um, you mentioned you uh, uh, were born and raised in the Colorado area. Tell us about your travel journeys that took you uh, to all these cities around the world.
1: Well, when I was, when I was 18 years old, I, I went to uh, State University as an art major. And they kicked me out because I had a fight with the art department right on the first day. And one day my mother came to me and said, so what are you gonna do now? And I said, I'm working. And she said, no, what are you gonna do now? So I realized it was a big question. And on the spot, and this is pretty much how I've lived my life, most of my life. On the spot, I said, go East. And she said, East, where? I said, New York. I had a friend that was in New York, so I said, New York and she said, when? This was Friday. I said, Monday. And she said, oh, and that was the conversation verbatim, very short. And Monday I was on a plane, and I was on my way to the East Coast, and it was one of the first times I kind of heard this voice that guides me, I believe, in in this voice. And um, one afternoon in Chicago on the way to New York, it said, it's time to go now. And a number of serendipitous events led me to New York, and I was hired at Juilliard School in the first hour. Three weeks later, I was head of the Scenic Department. I'd never been in a theater before, um, and I had fallen in love. I could walk to work. I lived on the Upper West Side. I was making 20 times my rent, and I had just arrived in New York, so I had a pretty good beginning. And from there, um, I really loved people, and I I was always a, a good problem solver, especially in the arts. And that led to invitations to assist as you know, various designers. And those designers were kind of key to my then traveling. So the first link was to Montreal, Canada. And those 12 cities that you're counting, those are cities where I actually lived and worked. I, I spent time in more cities than that, but, but those are cities where I actually lived and worked. So that's the criteria used to count it as, as having lived in those cities. And Aspen doesn't count. That was the that, that was city, you know, that was where I was born and raised. And in 2000, I moved back to Aspen, interrupted the, all the moving to move back to Aspen to be with my mother when she um, got breast cancer and decided to raise my family there. And we, um, the kids are now teenagers and we have now moved to Boston. But in the interim, of course, all the design invitations. I was good at what I did and I was sought out and it led to invitations that took me to Canada, across the United States and to many cities in Europe.
0: Amazing Uh, you know the fact that you've actually lived and worked in 12 cities not just traveled to them I mean uh, you've obviously traveled much more extensively uh, so tell us about some of your favorites. I mean, you've, uh, um, you've journeyed around the world as a traveler and also as an expat living in different places. Uh, tell us about uh, some of your personal favorites.
1: You know, Paris would have to be one of the most beautiful cities and one of the most romantic cities I ever lived in. Uh, I lived in servants' quarters at this, on the top of the seventh floor of this incredibly lush building, um, overlooking all of Paris. I took, a break. I took a break for a couple of years from the opera and um, that was where I lived. Um, Munich was a great city because it's beautiful and it has a really good energy. My family is originally from Garmisch-Bartenkirchen which is in the Alps, just south of Munich. Born over here, so all my relatives, and everybody is, is in Garmisch. Those, those were beautiful cities. I have to say, I really like Boston. I have not figured out Boston professionally. It's why I'm working on my current project, partly um, why I'm working on my current project with fitness and vitality for men of any age. But Boston is a city where, my kids are thriving in in the high school here. Uh, And it's a town where you can walk everywhere. It's beautiful. There are parks everywhere. There are rivers everywhere. I love to post pictures when I'm on my morning runs because you, you get to see, I look out this window and I see skyscrapers. I look out this window, I see brownstones. And at either of them, I see parks. So Boston is, is definitely one of my favorites. Los Angeles, I would have to say, was probably the land of opportunity. New York was where I, where I had my first big success and it defined... The work I did for many years. But in Los Angeles, I branched out from doing shows. Um, in between shows, people in show business usually freak out during the dry spells. And I was in demand to do art projects for kind of the rich and famous while they were while we were between shows. So I was always busy. And when I first moved to Los Angeles, I had already lived in, I'm trying to think, Los Angeles I think was city number 10 or something. And I saw a lot of the bad sides of LA and I thought, oh my God, this city is so ugly. I could never live here. And then I started to discover LA and LA is pockets of beauty among the endless miles of of clutter. And it really is a beautiful city. And uh, I love the opportunity it has. But for raising the kids, Boston is a city where I feel safe when I can send them home in an Uber or they can walk over here. I don't mind them walking, you know, going on evening walks in the neighborhood or walking to their friends. It's a very friendly city. Sounds good. Uh, So now
0: you're actually based in Boston, Massachusetts and uh, you're working on several different projects. Uh, So tell us, walk us through some of the different businesses and projects you're working on currently, Anton.
1: Well, I'm, I'm really just working on one and it's called Best Is Now. And it's named that because I realized that we're always looking to the greener pastures and looking, you know, happen in the future and someday. And I I don't know if you've seen the movie Click, but in the movie Click, Adam Sandler keeps punching the button and suddenly he's an old man and his life has gone by because he fast forwarded through everything. And when that bell kind of rang and I tuned into being in the present my life has always been really adventurous and exciting, but when I, when I tuned into that idea, things came together. My spirit grew, I, I, you know, my whole life lightened up. And so I think that it's important for people, number one, to have that perspective in approaching anything, no matter if you're just traveling, if you're looking for another job, if you're, I don't know, anything you do, that, that being in the present is, is truly a lifesaver. And so Best is Now, it's about men rediscovering their vitality. And the reason I focus on men is because I'm a man and I can tell you what I've gone through. So right now I'm 62 and I'm probably the fittest I've ever been in my life. A close second would be when I was in my early 30s. But it wasn't always like that because when I was 50, I kind of fell apart and all the signs and symptoms that, you know. He goes, well, get used to it. This is a normal part of aging. You're right about at that threshold now. So this is how it's going to be from here on out. And I didn't find that acceptable, but I still, I was crashing. I was going through a very stressful period. My mother had died. Um, We had a lot of um, things to settle and work through. And I got acute anxiety disorder. It got so bad that I couldn't leave my ranch. I would I would go for, you know, short walks with my dying dog and think I was dying and it was pretty nightmarish living for 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 a few months and doctors always said, "Oh, I think you're having a heart attack." And they go, "No, you're actually really fit." And I said, and so eventually a friend said, "You know, you've got to t- see this holistic guy." And the holistic guy turned my life around. He taught me about energy. And he taught me about food. And very quickly it turned my life around. It took me out of the nightmare. And I didn't realize how many people, young and any age, deal with anxiety and stress, especially nowadays in this quick world we live in. And I realized that when I would sit on planes next to people, somehow this would pop out in conversation, in restaurants, in pools, you know, in the at the swimming pool. Somehow this topic kept coming up. And so food and fitness became something I, I would talk about just in daily conversation. I realized it was, it was something that I had to offer other people. And so that kind of became my thing. Um, last year, I discovered Andrew Farabee. He is a man that has the Influence Academy. And he is so brilliant at communicating well and communicating great ideas I signed up with him quickly. Um, I've, I've kind of always been interested in, in self-help and, 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 you know, helping other people and coaching getting better at stuff. But he really set an example of what's possible, very personable man and um, very to-the-point man. And that's where I met all the chain of people that include leading to you here And I love that there is such a great community, and I love this technology that we have, that we now can present information no matter where we are. And this is what's so brilliant about what you do, Ricky, is that it really doesn't matter anymore where you are. And I don't know if that just interrupted our, but what I, I'll wait for you to have sound back on. Uh, you can keep going, Anton, keep going. All right. So, you know, I, I really love this technological age that we live in. I think it's tremendous because it offers opportunities for what you're doing, for example. It doesn't matter where you are. We can share these insights and this wisdom. We can, we can meet other people to, to spread this knowledge. Years ago in Aspen, I designed my own house and I designed the kitchen to be camera friendly. And I got a call, just for the heck of it, because I was a designer and I could. And oddly enough, as the universe lines up to how you set things up, I got a call out of the blue one day saying, can you provide us with some content? And I said, what kind of content? And they said, well, since your family had a restaurant, how about food? And so, a cooking show there. And when it was just me presenting recipes, I just thought, okay, you know, this is kind of boring. Who wants to look at Anton every day and, and, you know, hear one more way to cook something? However, um, I started having guests on, and that's when I realized the power of this form of communication. It's, you know, Oprah is not, for example, she is not the expert. The expertise she has is in finding the people that have the expertise and sharing them with us. And so that's a common thread that we have you know, when I'm writing my book, when I'm presenting my blog, when you are doing your podcasts, this is the opportunity we are afforded now with this, with this media. And we don't have to invest an arm and a leg. We can still continue to raise our families and have this new opportunity as we go on with our lives. I really think it's wonderful. I love this time that we live in.
0: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Oprah, so in a way when I'm doing these podcast interviews with world travelers, digital nomads, and uh, you know, expats, it's kind of like I'm uh, the Oprah bringing people together and uh, they're sitting on my couch and I'm interviewing them and uh, I get the easy job, I'm learning all the insights and education from these guests from around the world, so I love that analogy, Anton. Um, So I'm curious to know about this whole health and fitness passion of yours. Um, You're 62, you're looking in amazing shape. And obviously your goal is to inspire others to be healthy and fit as well. Um, So what would you say are some of your tips? Um, You know, Most of us um, uh, struggle. I know I certainly do. I'm guilty of uh, struggling with my health and fitness. Uh, What tips and advice would you give to myself and all of our listeners and viewers here today?
1: One of the greatest epiphanies I had was not to make things happen, but to allow things to happen. I'll give you an example of that. If you cut your finger your body immediately starts to send messages and chemistry there to heal it. Even if you're a hemophiliac, where you, you know, your blood keeps flowing, your body is still responding to that and it will take it care of itself and find the balance to restore itself. And your body is designed to be the best it can be. It's been evolving you know, genetic information. The ones that didn't work died off and the ones that succeeded were, were the ones that came through. It's like, you know, have you ever tried to catch a fly or swat a fly in the middle, middle of the air? It's the fast ones that <laughs> we can't do it because the fast ones are the ones that passed on this genetic information. And so we all have that within ourselves. And what messes it up is the, the deviations in body, ma- mind, and spirit that we learn along the way. Your children, you know, are, are still these perfect, we're all these perfect human beings, that your body, mind... Spirit, they're all designed to be their best at all times. And then we start throwing garbage into our stomachs. We start eating. We've been trained in our brains to think, oh, this is comfort food. So we associate good emotions with with certain kinds of food. And so our brains have been trained a long time to go in a direction that is counterproductive. And you know, so people are always saying, well, it's really not that bad. My mother gave it to me. Well, you know, God bless your mother, but, um, and mine too. We all, we all grew up in that, in that chain. And for example, last night for the first time, in a long time, I had a piece of chocolate cake. And when I got up this morning, I felt like I had been out drinking all night. I had a sugar hangover. Um, But now, you know, a couple hours later, I feel fine. I think that it's not so important to worry about the details of, let's say, the food you eat, the amount of exercise you get. What's important is to develop a a mindset and a habit where you have behaviors that support better health. And, you know, if you ask yourself, well, why am I doing this? I look behind you and I see your children running around and I think, okay. Um, you know, and when I was having the anxiety attacks, my children were why I needed to get through that. Um, even without children, you know, you, you, still have a, you still have a purpose. You have a, everyone has a reason for being here. So we always hear food and fitness, but we're told all these tricks and diets and things to get there when really all we need to do is clean it up. The simple rules are the the closer to the origin of the food you are, the fresher it is, um, the easier it is for your body to deal with it because a lot of the foods we eat in modern times now are things that we have designed and evolved really only in the last couple hundred years, you know, a few hundred years even. Um, And also I think that we have, a mindset now where we see so many supermen, superwomen around us that the comparison is, is stronger. We we you know when everybody was living slow and not living long and and um, eating fat food that you know weighed you down and clogged you up, um, the comparison wasn't there, but people were still suffering. And now we see people thriving and happy and excited, and we go, oh, why don't I feel like that? And how can I feel like that? And the beautiful thing is, is it doesn't take a lot to make these, I I don't call them changes, I call them adaptations, because you can adapt your behavior. And it's like driving. You correct and continue along the way. The North Star is the direction you're headed in. I want to be stronger, fitter, clearer minded. That's the North Star. You don't, it's not like a goal that you're going to get to and then you're done. So you know, tip number one is to relax and not to freak out about it, not to put yourself under too much pressure. It's true that you know, it takes a little bit of effort and incentive to move forward in anything. Um, you're not just gonna coast into, into good health, but in a way, if you treat your body well, Eat well and give yourself enough rest. The, the eating well and giving yourself enough rest, that alone will already make big changes happen. Um, I, you know, I look like this at 62 and as the, I take a lot of pictures to kind of monitor what's going on. It, and it changes. There A couple of months ago, I had a good, a good ring around the middle and it was because I was, I was just letting myself have a, a bunch of junk food. And it was at the at the time it was feeding my spirit, but even that stopped feeding my spirit because then my spirit was taken down because I was always tired. Um, I think the mindset is the, is probably the underlying greatest part of all of this. Um, number one, you have to know why you want to do this. Why do you want to, you know, why do you want to live long? You know, what's the big deal? Who cares if you get to be hundred years old, if you're miserable for hundred years? You know, if, you're, if you live with fireworks going and only live to be 50 or 60 or what 70, whatever, that, you know, keep those fireworks going. Um, I have had friends that are very health and fitness oriented that contracted cancer. I've had friends that died young that were, were health fanatics. I've had known people that had heart attacks that were f- very fit. So there are no guarantees but you definitely can hedge your bets toward it. And one of the things that makes it easy, because people say, oh God, I keep trying this and then I kind of fall back. I keep trying this and I fall back. I'm getting tired of you know, trying again and again. One of the things is if you give yourself a chance to really feel good, give yourself even just a week or two where when you wake up, you feel awesome. Then when you have that chocolate cake like I did last night, and you feel shitty like I did this morning, then it's really easy to go, okay, you know what, <laughs> let's get that out, and let's, you know, get the fresh stuff back in there so that I can, I can be back to feeling good, and it's pretty easy. You know, it's when you're angry or have some trouble in your life and your kids walk into the room, it's pretty easy to calm down and put on the good spirit the the enjoy you know the, the uplifting supportive face for them because you know how good it feels when you're engaging with these lively unspoiled creatures you know and so it's easy to do that well being fit is is actually a lot easier than than you know you would think and we've also i think been I hate to say it but we've been we've been kind of conned into thinking okay this is the new system and i'll help you get through it because it's it's hard but i'll hold your hand and and get you through it instead of saying clear your mind clear your body let it go back to remember the cut finger let it go back to healing itself and your body will find that perfect balance your mind will also that's what meditation is about you know the meditation is calming down this noise in the front of your brain. The back of your brain is brilliant. It's working all the time. It has been since since before you were born. And um, when you kind of shut all this up, then this has a chance to come through and spirit, whatever you want to call it, the spirit of life is also allowed to come through.
0: So, Anton, uh, to wrap up here, if people wanted to connect with you, you know, you've uh, obviously shared some amazing tips about uh, health and fitness, about your travels, if people wanted to maybe get some advice or some coaching, some consulting on uh, health and nutrition, fitness, uh, looking as amazing as you do, uh, or maybe they wanted to find out about your artwork and your travels, uh, how can they do that? Um, do you have a website or a way that people can connect with you?
1: Yeah, if they, you know, if anybody wants to see kind of a history of my art and all of that, they can go to antonuhl.com. That's my name, A-N-T-O-N-U-H-L.com. And for the project that I'm working on, it is in development, but you're welcome to go and check it out. It's called Best Is Now. B-E-S-T-I-S-N-O-W. Bestisnow.com. And even though there, um, there are courses and the book is still being written and the course is in development, um, there are still important things that you can read and, and learn about. And I, I'm a published author, probably a, a great book to look at with some interviews I did with people in my book called Feeding Body, Mind, and Soul, How What Goes In Changes Everything. That's on Amazon. You can find it there.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for your time today. And, uh, you know, for those of you listening and watching, um, if you're just listening to this, make sure you watch the video version because you can actually see the beautiful artwork that Anton has produced uh, all around him in his studio there. And uh, make sure you connect with Anton. Uh, Once again, his website is just his name. I'll have the link below. And uh, you can actually click through and ask him any questions you want about living and working in 12 cities around the world, about some of his amazing artwork, about his journey as a father, and also about his his passion for health and vitality, no matter what age or state of being you're at.
1: So thanks again, Anton, for your time today. Oh, thank you, Ricky. It was a pleasure. It was a
0: pleasure, indeed. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. And make sure you uh, support, uh, support us by leaving us a radio review on iTunes. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. That definitely helps us out. And lastly, if, you, if you're on Facebook, uh, make sure you connect with our community. Where the Digital Nomad master Community, where you can meet digital nomads, world travelers, um, you know, uh, internet marketers from around the world, and ask questions, you know. Ask questions to someone like Anton. How can you be staying he- healthy and fit? Ask him about how he's uh, actually managed to live in 12 different cities around the world. And all of our other 200-plus guests are on there as well. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning into to this episode. Uh, we'll catch you soon. Happy travel. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you traveling the world.